the mindset of Christ. And so we got to get what you're saying about the pandemic, what the Lord said. That's just a reset button. Let's go back to restore our sense of community. And so I love the fact that the Holy Spirit has led one um, through the series, through the text. Um, text that we have set for you to go asking all the preachers to submit their text um, that they were going to preach so that the worship team um, could prepare. And when, when the Holy Spirit told me to read Acts 5, and I was like, I'm going to let them have fun today because I don't know what the song is going to go along with Ananias and Sapphira. I even asked the Lord, can I preach something else? Because this is, this is kind of a hard text to stand on. And this is what the Lord has for today. And I believe that there is a work for the Lord. So um, I want to pray and then we're going to the word. All right. Spirit of the living God, I am here. You are here. Your children are here. And Father, we know that there is a work for you. It's not for man, it's for you, God. So Father, open up our ears to hear. Our hearts to receive, and Father, we will forever be changed. God, we believe for everything, and we doubt you for nothing. Bless not only the hearers, but the doers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I want to give you, uh, uh, I'm going to read a little scripture to go through the sermon to give you context, right? I don't want us to run out and do anything that is not in the scripture. So Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 32, says this. Now, the large group of those who believed were of one heart and mind, and no one said that any of their possessions was their own, but instead they held everything in common. And the apostles were giving testimony for power to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and with great grace was on all of them. For there was not a needy person amongst them, because all who owned land or houses sold them, brought their proceeds. Of the things that were sold, and then laid them at the apostles' feet. And this was distributed for each person's basic need. Joseph, a Levite, and a Seraphite, a birth, the one of the apostles called Barnabas, which was translated the son of encouragement, sold a field they owned and bought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Alright, that takes us in to chapter 5. But there was a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira. They sold a piece of property. However, he kept back a piece of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and bought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back a part of the proceeds from the field? Wasn't it yours when you possessed it? And then after you sold it, wasn't it at your disposal? So why is it that you planted this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And when he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead. And a great fear came on all who heard. And young men got up, wrapped his body, and carried him out, and they buried him. Then an interval time had passed, and his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Tell me, Peter asked her, did you sell the field for this price. Yes, she said, for that price. And then Peter said to her, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, those are the feet of the ones who have buried your husband. They are at the door, and they will carry you out. And instantly, she dropped dead at her feet. And when the young men came in, they found her dead, they carried her out, and they buried her beside their husband. And then great fear came over the whole church, and on all who heard these things. 
But as I wrestle with it and as I'm looking at how God was forming this series about the, the, the imperfection of community, you don't get no better than Ananias and Sapphira. See, see, chapter 4 tells us, and, uh, and Kat ended with her sermon last week, that, that this, this, this the portion of chapter 4 where all of the believers came together. And because they came together on one accord and in one heart, believing in one God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, they said, hey, since you believe what we believe, we're all in this together. There is no need among us. And if I have to sell what I have to bring it back to the community, I will do that because I want to make sure that my siblings have what they need in order for us to survive. And, and chapter 4 ends with us telling the story about Barnabas, who did just that. He sold his land. He sold his land to make sure that the community of faith had what it needed in order to move on. And, 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 and they brought it to the apostles' feet, and, 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 and then he instructed the apostles to do what was necessary so that everyone would have what they need. This was the practice of this new community, this new church of Jesus Christ. They just rolled like that. And then Ananias. I don't want to go back tonight, but I think that there is something in this text that the Holy Spirit wants us to see for three reasons. I believe the first thing that we need to do is that we need to sit with this text so we can see God a little deeper, so that we can see his church a little deeper, and most importantly, see one another. See, anybody who knows me knows I will tell you that I am a Christian. I will, I'm a church boy. I'm a church boy. So before I was a Christian, I was a churchman. Okay, I knew, I knew the church. You know, first we got the guy who gave my life and to his friend. I knew when to stand up. I knew all the litanies. I knew all the call and responses. And if you grew up in the black church experience, you knew when to say amen. You knew when to start. You knew when the altar was going to come. You knew when the choir was about to shout. I am a church kid. I love the church and all the things that go along with it. But it wasn't until I got to the university of Kentucky. Shout out to my friend. That I began to experience Jesus for myself, and I became a Christian, not a follower of the church, but a follower of Christ. And one of the things that began to happen to me is that I realized that some of the things that we did at church didn't necessarily align with the teachings of Christ. Oh, okay, we can't say amen, we can say out, right? Uh, but unfortunately, because we have been doing it for so long, we, 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 we forget that, that some of the things that we do in the church are not necessarily with Christ's fault, and we've been doing it on and on and on and on. Why are we bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because there are some texts, some things here in the text that we see within the night that I think oftentimes we think that when somebody says that I am a Christian or that Christianity is my only choice, we forget about their humanity. See, a Christian is just a human who decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to say that again. A Christian is just a human who has decided to follow Jesus. What are you saying, Matt? What I'm saying is, is that my humanity says I want to follow Jesus Christ. I have embraced Christianity as my choice. But don't catch me on the bed. Ouch. I love Jesus and my therapist. I, I, I drink communion wine and beer. Every now and then, my, my flesh, my humanity has some things that I wrestle against. And, 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 and I don't want you to get mistaken that just because I say that I'm a Christian, that I don't have moments and times in my life where I struggle with, is this the way? 
This is hard. Why me? Are there any Christians in the room that have ever been depressed before, that have ever cried themselves to sleep and asked God, like, for real? I thought this would be a little bit different. And I believe what we have on display in this text is humanity and Christianity coming in. Let's look at the text. Let's look at the text. The Bible says that, that, that all brought their things together to support the community, and there was no need. Now, if you are a good disciple, you're ready to take notes. So here's your first point. Your first point is this. Community is a kingdom priority. Community is a kingdom priority. As the early church was developing, it was essential for those who did not believe in Jesus Christ to see how those who were following Jesus Christ lived, how they loved, how they walked, how they talked. And so it was a kingdom priority that the community came together for the second point to reflect God's glory. Every since the beginning of time, we see the divine community, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit existing together, working together. They have different services, but in the beginning, they came together in their community to and let us make, and let us make, and let us make, and let us make, and let us do. It all happened in community. And when God made men, God even said here, it is not good for man to be alone. Let's make a partner. Let's make family. Let's make community. Community has always been God's priority to reflect His glory in the earth. It has always been, and we can watch this narrative happening from the New Testament, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that God cares about community. Because it is through community, through black folk and white folk, Jews and Gentiles coming together, that people are able to see that this God does not have a presence. He loves vegetarians, he loves vegans, he loves black folk, he loves white folk, he loves Jews, he loves Gentiles, he loves gays, he loves her. He loves them all. How do I know? Because they exist and coexist together in community. Yeah, everybody else in the world is falling out over, over philosophical statements and how much money you have and, and in other cultures and communities there are caste systems based on how much money that you have. But in that community of Christians, they roll different. They, they, they love different. They, they move different. Do you not know that there is a PhD and a GED sitting on the same pew, worshiping the same God? Where do they do that at? They do it in the community of Jesus Christ. There is something different about the way they love one another. They, they can forgive each other. They, they, can, they can recognize the faults of one another. There is something that is different. That's why Jesus told them. They will know that you are my followers by the way you love one another. Because your community your community is supposed to be a priority that reflects the glory, the beauty of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Your community is supposed to reflect, hey, I want to be a part of this beautiful, wonderful messy thing because as an individual, I know you. Oh, I know you. Listen, I know, I know your story. And if I pass the microphone around and we told our individual stories, none of us should really be in this space together. On paper, we don't match. We, 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 we don't match on paper, right? Like, our backgrounds don't match. Our stories don't match. But somehow or another, because of the love of Jesus Christ, we've all been compelled into this place. Our community is God's priority to reflect his glory into the earth. And I want to put that out and point that out because there will be times when you get tired of community. There will be times where you will be tired of trying to work the formula that 
God gave us last week, that, that, that intentionality plus commitment plus vulnerability to a community, that was so true, so tight, I was like, that is so much stuff, though. It's a lot of work to be intentional. It's a lot of work to remain committed. It's a lot of work to be vulnerable. But those are the building blocks of community. And the Lord is echoing through this text. Jesus is, is amplifying as his walk on the earth that it is hard to be intentional and walk with people who shout, Hosanna on Friday and crucify him the next day. It's hard sometimes to remain committed to die for people who you know are going to turn their back on you. And Jesus said, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done because I am committed to your glory being revealed through the way I live my life. It takes a whole lot, y'all, to be vulnerable in front of folks. That's what we do in community. I am having knee surgery, and I will not be able to be able to cook. Do you mind? If you don't mind, just helping out a little bit. It takes a whole lot when you've been strong and independent and been doing things by yourself, and then you have to say, but if you don't mind, people who love you. That's what makes our community so unique. That's what makes our community reflect the glory of God. That's why our community can reflect the love of Jesus Christ, because we move differently. The next thing that we need right now is this. Our communities are built with individuals who are wrestling with both humanity and their Christianity on a regular basis. Can I get an amen? <laughs> As I poured over this text, one of the things that I, that I continue to ask myself is, why Ananias? Why? Why Ananias? Why? And let me give you a disclaimer. Let me tell you something. Jesus could heal him. He believed 
I really appreciate it. Now hold on, let me get this straight. You done traveled with a demon-possessed child. I ain't talking about no toddlers. You done traveled with a demon-possessed child, brought him to Jesus because you knew Jesus to do something because he had done it for all these other people. Now you're standing in front of Jesus and you tell Jesus if you can do something. And I love Jesus. Well, Jesus replied back. Jesus responded, if. If I can do something. And the man stepped back and he apologized. He said, look, hold on, hold on. Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. My faith is in you. My trust is in you. I know you hold all power. I know that you can heal. You've done it for others. You've even done it for me. And you can do it all over again. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe that you are the way. But there is something that is clawing and wrestling within my flesh that says, what if this is a prayer that doesn't get answered the way I want it to be answered? Oh, can I talk to some real people? Yeah. Yeah. What, what if this is the relationship that I pray over that you say, he's right, but he's only right now? What, 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 what if my child is not delivered the way that I want them to be delivered and they got to do a little jail time? No, I believe, but I'm holding my breath right now. Yeah, yeah. Lord, I believe that it's a real thin line. Ananias had walked with this community. He sold his land for the community. But there was something between his spirit and his heart. Something between his spirit and his flesh that said, maybe you should hold a little back. I don't know if it was for an advancement. I don't know if Ananias had, uh, had, had, had a family trauma of, of poverty and maybe he wanted to keep in his pocket. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it was calling in his heart, but I want you to see that in our community, we all come together because we believe some things by faith, but all of us are still wrestling with some things in our place that says, I want to be vulnerable, but what if they tell my secrets? I want to be committed, but what if it falls apart? I want to share, but it falls apart. And when I know that I am walking with other Christians who are also human beings, and we're all saying, by faith we believe, by faith we're committed, by faith, we are vulnerable. Then we got to start giving a little grace to one another because I realize that but by the grace of God, I could have been in an ice. Hello, rainy day, rainy day fun people. This is our account, but I got to stand on the side in case you decide to step back. I'm not calling it a sin. I'm just saying that there's some things that all of us in our flesh are wrestling with. My father left. What, 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 is, what, what, what if this doesn't work? Then I'm abandoned again. Who knows what was going on with Ananias' heart? And who knows what was going on in Sapphira? Somebody said, well, maybe Sapphira went along with Ananias because women were coming again and they just had to do it. What, no, not really, because there were other women in the Bible who were like, I ain't down to go with no. No, no. He did that. I, him, him over there, he did that, right? And for whatever reason, Sapphira decided to trust Ananias' plan to deceive the Holy Spirit and the apostles, and as a result, she received her individual consequence for her individual decision. That's rough, but that's God. And so that brings me to my last and final point. That's rough. That's, that's rough. That's rough. But the last thing I want you to understand is that unity, community is only experienced because of the binding power of God through the work of the Holy Spirit. 
one of the things I love to get in this text, it says is that um, in Acts chapter 5, verse 11, the Holy Christian standard says is that great fear came over the whole church and all who heard about these things. A great fear came over the church. And as I read that, if you read that, you don't truly understand the original text of what fear is in the original Greek. You would think that people were so scared they got to stay in church. God doesn't want you to stay in anything because you are afraid of him. God is love, right? So when we read the original text, we understand that word fear in the Greek literally means a great reverence or awe for Right? And so after we see what happens with Ananias, after we see what happens with Sapphira, when you understand what the text is saying in its original concept, it says the message translation reads like this. By this time, the whole church, and in fact, everyone who heard of this thing had a healthy respect for God. And they knew that God was not to be trifled. They knew that God, I love, I love that old school, you know, when my family tells me trifle. They didn't mean trifle with God. Uh, I came I back to it. Check this out. Could it be the kingdom was such a priority, the kingdom was such a, the kingdom is such, excuse me, the community is such a reflection and such a priority to God that he wanted to protect and preserve it to let y'all understand that this is not something, this is so serious to me. These are my children. You are my people. This thing reflects my glory. And if the community of God can come together and trust one another, love one another, and support one another, you give a false representation about the love of God to those who don't believe. If you can't come together and love your sister and brother who says they believe in the same Jesus Christ, and you can't love them because they wear clothes that are different or they, 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 they look more Christian for you or they pray a little different or they don't have the same money, what are those who you are trying to sell this house to supposed to believe because you can't even love each other in here? That's how cannibalism. And so God says, no, this thing is such a priority. This thing is such a reflection of my love that I can't have because there's one body of situations in the earth we've been in and another body of situations and they do what I can do too. And so I've got to deal with it. And some people will say, well, that's God's heart. Well, you and God can talk about that later on. All I know is to deal with it. And I thank the Lord that there were some times where I messed up individually and in community that he didn't deal with me the way that he dealt with me because I have a fear and respect for God. And that's what ends up happening. That there is a fear and respect God that has happened now in the sense that they realize, hold on, hold on, this thing is important to God. This, this thing, I'll put it back they important to God. Like, I, I can play, I can, I can put my mouth on them, I can play with them. Tell somebody, don't play with me, because I'm important to God. I'm a reflection of his love, I'm a reflection of his grace, I'm a reflection of his peace. And when we all come together, we are a wonderful choir of testimony that says, look what the Lord has done. And it's not because walking one day alone, killing my flesh and walking in the spirit. And then I've got some people who are iron, who are sharpening iron, who walk next to me, who pray with me and love me and trust and believe it. I am not who I am today by myself, but it's because my community loves me through my dark times. My community prays me through the hard times. My community supports me through those times when my community shows up for me. And they only show up not because of me, because I'm a mess. They show up because God loves them too. There is a, a, a confectionary ministry uh, called uh, Oreos. Oreos by themselves, they are a ministry. How many of you just eat one Oreo and it throws the package? The lies you tell. The lies you tell. 
Someone should report that my boy, hey man, uh, we had this whole thing about Oreos. Like, I'm, I'm more of a, a cake guy, right? But even when we get Oreos, Oreos don't last past the day and a half, do they? And even when I try to say, right? Like, don't, don't, don't finish, they can finish on the road, right? And then I, you know, with my silly yellow things, I'll be like, mom, we have a roll today. And then we have a roll tomorrow, right? Well, if I'm not careful, my older son will testify that if I just eat my half roll, if I don't come back to call Dibs and say something, I'm going to go back and buy it. My, my, my other half is gone. Miss Wendy said, amen. You know, it's an amen. It's an Oreo. Here's what I know about Oreos. Oreos are two chocolate square cookies and there's some stuff in the middle. Right? That stuff in the middle is sticky, it is gooey, it is messy. But it's what makes the Oreo the Oreo. Because without the Oreo, you got the chocolate cookie, right? So you need the messy stuff in the middle. You need the sticky stuff in the middle. It's sticky, it's messy, and it's also sweet. And if you don't have it, you don't have an Oreo. You need that sticky stuff to bind the one side of the cookie to the messy side to the other side of the cookie so the two of them can come together. Now, how you decide to devour it is your business. You can try to pull it apart, and then you some people take it out, but you need the messy stuff in the middle if you want the ministry of the Oreo. I'm preaching, and you ain't saying nothing back yet. How do you know that our humanity is the messy stuff in the middle? It is the ugly, gooey stuff that is sometimes you don't want to touch it, you don't want to come in contact with it, 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 it makes you feel really uncomfortable, but it is that thing between me and Jesus that binds us together and says, this is why I'm rocking with Jesus Christ. This is why I'm rocking with this community of faith. Why? Because you a mess, and you a mess, and you a mess. All God's children are a mess, but when I bring my messy self and your messy self, it is his grace that's in the middle of the two of us that bring us together in community. I want you to know that as long as humanity is involved, the church will always be messy. It will always be gooey and sticky and, and, and this thing that you don't want to touch with your bare hands because humanity can get ugly sometimes. And how many of you know that it is your story of God's goodness and his faithfulness and his grace and his love and his protection that bind the left cookie to the right cookie that this man right here is community. We are bound together by the love of Jesus Christ. We are bound together by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are bound together by our faith in God because we believe in God because we have faith in Jesus Christ because of the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a time that we fall out but we don't break up because we are intentional. We are committed. We are vulnerable. And this thing is a reflection of God's glory. It is a kingdom priority so that all the world will know that there is a reality to serving a true and living Savior who is alive and well today. How do I know it? Because you got black folk and white folk, young folk and old folk, rich folk and poor folk, gay folk and straight folk, uncarcerated folk, and people who are disinfected in the community, single parents and large families. They are all together in one place worshiping the same God and giving the same Jesus. And it's not because they are so good, but it's because of his love. Because of his faithfulness. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I might